Welcome back to the Essentially You podcast, all about reinventing your health with safer, cheaper, more effective natural solutions and powerful lifestyle changes so that you become the CEO of your health. I am your host, Dr. Marisa Snyder. Any chance you are experiencing heavy bleeding during your periods, migraines that won't stop, gas and bloating, crazy PMS symptoms, like you're about to kill somebody, shorter menstrual cycles, mood swings, and fibrocystic tender breasts. Now, if you're dealing with any of these symptoms right now, you are in the right place because today's question sent in by Camille Ramirez is addressing the symptoms that I just mentioned. And here is Camille's question today. What is causing my heavy bleeding and migraines and can bioidentical hormones help me? Now, before I dive into answering her question in detail, I wanna give you a heads up that I changed the format of this podcast last week. And each and every Friday, I will be answering your most pressing questions, especially focused on women's hormone health. Now, right now, I have a stack of questions that I've received over the last month that I'm planning to answer here in the Q&A episodes, but I would love to hear from you. What is your most pressing hormone question? Now, you can reach out to me on Facebook at Dr. Marisa Snyder or on Instagram where I really love to hang out. And that Instagram handle is at Dr. Marisa. That's D-R-M-A-R-I-Z-A. Now, you can simply DM me or personal message me. Let me know what you want to know and I will be adding it to the stack of questions. Now, back to today's question. Camille is describing symptoms of estrogen dominance. Not fun at all. Today, I'm gonna give you a deep dive, low down into estrogen dominance and here's why. Estrogen dominance is at an all-time high for women 35 and older, and it has been linked to allergies, autoimmune disorders, breast cancer, uterine cancer, infertility, ovarian cysts, increased blood clotting, fibroids, and accelerating aging. Those are just some of the things that we see if estrogen dominance can get a little bit out of control. And full disclosure, I have had estrogen dominance in my mid to late 30s. I really knew it because my periods would get super heavy. They would last seven days. My migraines would come back the first day of my period with a vengeance. My breasts were lumpy, fibrous, and just they just felt so angry. And it was quite obvious that I had signs that I needed to love up on my gut and liver. Now, these are the most common signs and symptoms of estrogen dominance, especially during perimenopause. But they can begin in your late 30s, your mid 30s, and last all the way into menopause. And I'm gonna break down why that occurs in just a moment. For now, let me just give you some of the symptoms in case the first ones that I gave you earlier aren't really necessarily adding up to what you've got going on. So here are the symptoms. Decreased sex drive, irregular or abnormal menstrual periods, bloating, constipation, breast swelling and tenderness, fibrocystic breasts, headaches or migraines, especially right before your period, Mood swings, often irritability, anxiousness, and a little bit of depression. Weight gain, especially around the hips, thighs, and the abdominal area. Cold hands and feet, this is symptoms of thyroid dysfunction because yes, if you've got estrogen dominance, you are definitely struggling with some thyroid issues as well. Hair loss, sluggish metabolism, foggy thinking, and brain fog. 
feeling exhausted and tired, especially as you move through the day, trouble sleeping, insomnia, and PMS symptoms. So those are the big heavy hitters when it comes to estrogen dominance. And I bet you're thinking, oh my gosh, I've got a couple of those. And the thing is, is that estrogen dominance is a lot more common than we think. So now that you understand some of the biggest signs and symptoms to look out for, let me briefly break down the role of estrogen and the way that it plays out in our body and the interplay between estrogen and progesterone. Each of us naturally produce the hormone estrogen in our adrenal glands and it's stored in fat tissues, as well as our ovaries and women and our testes and men. Estrogen is necessary for many important functions such as childbearing, keeping cholesterol in check, and protecting our bone health. And estrogen is balanced by progesterone to keep everything in check. Now, estrogen and progesterone do a beautiful dance together each and every month while we are cycling, that meaning why we still have our menstrual cycle. And we can't function without them. Here's the thing is that these partners, when they are working together, they dance beautifully together. And here are how these two hormones interact and balance each other out every single month. Now, when a woman's menstrual cycle is normal, estrogen is dominant. It's the dominant hormone in the first two weeks of our cycle leading into ovulation. This is during the follicular phase. So it's totally normal for estrogen to be higher than progesterone in this phase. And estrogen is then balanced by progesterone during the last two weeks of the luteal cycle. And just a heads up that in order for progesterone to get released, we've got to ovulate. Ovulation is the main event here. When we ovulate, the core corpus luteum then releases progesterone and then progesterone begins to rise in that luteal phase. Now as women enter perimenopause, and this can start as early as 35 years old, we're finding it starting earlier and earlier because of all of the toxins and crazy lifestyles that we're living these days. So just a heads up, you may start to feel shifts in your mid 30s, used to be late to early 40s, but again, we're seeing this earlier and earlier. So what begins to happen is that we begin to experience and ovulatory cycles. That means cycles where no ovulation occurs, which means no progesterone, because again, in order to produce progesterone, we need to ovulate. It is the main event, as I mentioned before. And at this point, estrogen can go unopposed, causing symptoms. So skipping ovulation is, however, one of the potential factors for estrogen dominance. Clearly, there's a lot of other things that lead to estrogen dominance, so I wanna break those down as well. One, excess exposure to environmental xenoestrogens. This is the number of chemical compounds, solvents, parabens, obesogens, things like phthalates, BPA, persistent organic pollutants found in our cleaners, our Glade plugins, plastic bottles, vinyls, shampoo, makeup, nail polish, mascara, flip-flops. I mean, oh my gosh, the list can go on and on and on, unfortunately. Then the use of synthetic estrogens in birth control or hormone replacement therapy can absolutely jack up estrogen levels and cause estrogen dominance. Next is eating the standard American diet, which I know many of us have fallen victim to in these last several weeks as we have been shelter in place. And here's the thing is a diet that consists of non-organic food sources, processed foods contain high amount of pesticides, herbicides, and glyphosates, as well as growth hormones and antibiotics. We know that that contributes to an estrogen disruption and messes up our liver, messes up our gut, and then in turn messes up our hormone pathways. Next is excess body fat. So we know that 
estrogen is stored in adipose tissue. So the more body fat that we're holding onto, anything greater than 28%, we're gonna have excess estrogen and it could lead to estrogen dominance. Next is leaky gut, gut dysbiosis, constipation, which inhibits phase three detoxification by disrupting the estrobolome, the gut bacteria that metabolizes estrogen and sends it on out the door. If we're not able to break down and eliminate estrogen, it recirculates back in the body, goes back into the liver and just messes things up. This is a big one. So if you've got a gut issue, you probably have an estrogen issue. Next, probably one of the biggest ones that we're seeing right now is chronic stress. It impacts everything. And you know I break that down so much in this podcast. It impacts the gut, the liver, the thyroid, reduces progesterone levels because I don't know if you know, but cortisol steals it, which lends to the imbalance as well. Unresolved trauma, because it can manifest in hormone issues, it's just a higher level of stress in the body. Poor liver function, because the liver is responsible for metabolizing estrogens through phase one and two detoxification pathways. And then the gut, as I mentioned, gets rid of it in phase three. So if you've got a liver that's not happy, your estrogen levels are gonna be out the roof. Nutrient deficiencies, because without those proper nutrients, we may be impairing phase one and phase two detoxification and methylation. And I'll be sharing with you some of the best nutrients to be consuming and supplements in just a moment. Medications, smoking, alcohol, these burden the liver, and again, cause the liver to not break down excess estrogen. Sugar consumption, because it has a negative impact on the liver. And then gene mutations, such as the COMPT and MTHFR, because they both impair our ability to methylate and detoxify in phase two of liver detoxification pathways. And I just wanna take a moment real quick and further explain, certain MTHFR and COMPT mutations harshly affect the methylation cycle and therefore lead to hormonal imbalances. One of the most common side effects of methylation deficiency is estrogen dominance. This occurs because of the inability to remove estrogen due to the lack of methylation. We've got to be able to get to that step to break that down so that it can go into the gut and then get broken down and eliminated through our stool. So if we're not able to break it down, we're forced to recirculate estrogen, leading to estrogen dominance. So those are all the ways in which we can increase excess estrogen into the system and have a spillover problem. And if we don't have enough progesterone to counteract this issue, which most of us just don't, then we're, we're gonna have those symptoms that I mentioned earlier. So now that you have a sense of how estrogen dominance occurs, and how it happens to many of us, especially during our late 30s and 40s, I wanna talk about what we can do to address and reverse estrogen dominance. Because guess what? The good news is we can reverse this. We can get this under control. All the things that I mentioned were lifestyle. And if we can reset the lifestyle, we really have a great chance of resetting and getting our hormones back on track. So that first step, no surprise at all, is testing. You gotta be able to measure where you're at. And so if you are suspicious that you are dealing with estrogen dominance, I'd make an appointment and get your estrogen levels tested. So make sure that you are looking at a Dutch test or at least a salivary test to kind of look and see what is going on. Ideally, a urine Dutch test is gonna be the best test because we can actually look at the metabolites all the way through and see what's going on with your estrogen pathways. 
then once you have a test that confirms that you've got estrogen dominance, although can you start to work on your liver and your gut and your hormones without a test? Absolutely. It's always just nice to know where you're at so that you can start to get a clear picture of what needs to happen. So now that we know what testing we need, now that we know what we need to be looking out for, I wanna talk about how we can leverage natural solutions and lifestyle changes to support your body. And here's the really good news. Implementing these recommendations to reduce your estrogen dominance will also reduce inflammation, heal your gut, and support your hormones. It is a win-win. So by doing any of these things, you are winning. All right, so here we go. Step number one, it's all about lifestyle prevention strategies that you can begin to implement today, which I just love. So that first one that you can begin to implement is eating hormone-loving foods. No surprise here, food is foundational, and if we can eliminate the foods that could potentially be causing excess estrogen or impairing our gut and our liver, then yes. So here we go. Here are foods that contain hidden estrogens or could be wrecking havoc on your liver and gut. So conventional meat, dairy products, and produce, anything's conventional. Um, you want to opt in for grass-fed, pasture-raised, organic whenever possible to avoid hormones, pesticides, fertilizers, and anyone who uses conventional farming methods. We want to make sure that we're not using those types of farms. In my 14-day detox, I focus on foods that support your gut and your liver, and I'm going to share details with that about that in just a moment. Next, you want to focus on liver-loving foods every single day. Let's just assume that your liver needs a little bit of love. I can pretty much guarantee it. So lots of green leafy greens, lots of broccoli, cauliflower, Brussels sprouts, kale, arugula, broccoli sprouts, avocados, berries, dandelion greens, artichokes, garlic. I mean, the list goes on and on, but those are the big heavy hitters. So if you can incorporate those every single day into your diet, yes, especially in green smoothies. Just throw a bunch of this stuff in a green smoothie and voila, your liver is going to love you for it. Next, using filtered water. Again, we have a lot of pollution and runoff, hormone disruptors, heavy metals, toxins, endocrine disruptors are running rampant on our drinking water supply. So instill water filters inside of your house. Personally, I love the Berkey water filter and we use it for our drinking water and our shower heads. So get in where you fit in. There's a lot of different filters out there. Do your research and figure out which one is best for you. Next, use non-toxic cleaning and personal care products. So it is time to ditch those toxic chemicals that you're using each and every day. And luckily, there are so many great recipes, do-it-yourself recipes and organic brands that you can rely on. If you wanna do it yourself, I know a lot of us are home right now, you can check out the Smart Mom's Guide to Essential Oils. I have recipes for personal cleaners. I have recipes for personal care, green cleaning, medicine cabinet, I mean, name it. They're all super easy to make, all very inexpensive to make and I know that there have been thousands of people making recipes out of that book for years now so it's a great little reference guide and it's super cheap on Amazon. Next, ditch plastic bottles and containers. So you want to replace all of the plastic with glass or stainless steel. We love our Pyrex and our Hydro Flasks. I know I bring my little yellow Hydro Flask everywhere I go and honestly that's just around my house right now because I'm not going anywhere. Next, you want to minimize heavy metal exposure by buying organic and using good water filters. So just making sure that we can avoid as much heavy metal exposure as possible will do our gut and our liver and our brain a lot of favors. 
Then it's all about reducing your daily perceived stress. Now I know for a fact that stress was my number one trigger for hormone balance and chronic fatigue 10 years ago. And stress can lead to overeating, co-elevation of cortisol and insulin, a suppression of certain anabolic hormones, And when we're in a state of metabolic stress, it promotes abdominal belly fat, it throws off our blood sugar levels, and it creates massive inflammation inside of the body. We also know that stress creates a distressed digestive tract, which will promote lots of inabsorption, create all kinds of issues in terms of breaking things down. And we definitely don't want our digestive system to be stressed out either. Stress can even mess up our adrenals. Clearly we know that throws off our entire system and can steal progesterone, which can lead to estrogen dominance. So those are just some of the things that stress is doing. It's all encompassing and it can dominate what's going on in our biological systems pretty much on a day-to-day basis. And then last is gonna be taking supplements to support phase one and phase two liver detox pathways. My favorite supplements for loving your liver are gonna be curcumin, methylated B vitamins, vitamin C, N-acetyl-L-cysteine, Alpha-lopaic acid, choline. Choline is a personal favorite. I take it every single day. Selenium is also a personal favorite. Milk thistle, dim, and dandelion root. These are opening up the potential for those pathways to work in the liver. And oftentimes your liver just doesn't have enough to get the job done. And that's the thing about nutrient deficiencies. If your body doesn't have what it needs, it simply has to cut corners. And estrogen dominance is one of those things that I see when your body has to cut corners. Now, if all else fails, you do all the things, you reset the liver, you heal the gut, you do the detox, and none of it's working, you are still struggling, then I would consider talking to a functional practitioner about adding topical natural progesterone during your luteal phase. Bioidentical hormones are not to be taken lightly, so always weigh the risks and the benefits. That's my, that's my kind of my big thing is I think a lot of this can be completely reversed. Personally, in my experience, estrogen dominance is completely reversible without the need of hormones. You just need to be open to giving your liver and your gut a major reset. And here's the beautiful thing is if you decide to give your gut and your liver a major reset, it's not just the estrogen dominance that's going to get fixed. You're going to adjust your mood, you're gonna help boost serotonin levels, you're gonna address brain fog or brain inflammation. There's so many big wins when it comes to loving up on our liver and our gut. Now to me, to fully reverse estrogen dominance, I highly recommend going to the source and eliminating toxins in your gut and liver. And that basically means a detox. Now based on my research that I've done over the years, it's the quickest way to recalibrate your body and allow your liver and gut to safely eliminate toxins so that you can safely break it down and remove the excess estrogen metabolites from the body. Not to mention reset insulin and blood sugar levels and reduce belly fat. Those are just kind of side benefits that happen when we focus on reducing toxins and inflammation in our gut and liver. Now, almost two years ago, I created a 14-day detox to address the root cause of estrogen dominance 
PMS and thyroid issues because at the time my liver needed a reset due to my thyroid issues. Now over the last two years I've had thousands of women join me live to do this detox together and it literally blows my mind every time I see results come in at day 9, day 10, day 12, day 14 and so many women end up staying on the program longer than 14 days because the results are so incredible. They feel so great like like they've never felt before and who wouldn't want to continue that? So I wanted to let you know that I am launching a new group this May towards the third week of the month. So I have a little bit of time because I want to get you prepared. And the reason why I'm choosing May is I know we've been in shelter in place. I know we've made decisions around our lifestyle. It's been hard to manage stress and it's also been hard to manage emotional eating and cravings. And I know that our gut and our liver, they are looking for a break. So we're going to start this right after Memorial Weekend so that everyone is ready to roll. We're out of the way of Memorial Weekend. So I want to have you join me and hundreds of other women for 14 game-changing days focused on resetting your liver, your gut, and your hormones. It is miraculous what our bodies can do in just two weeks, literally 14 days. So if you're ready to join me and the detox community for our live 14-day detox, I will have the link in the show notes for episode 187, or you can go to drmarisa.com detox. And as always, I want to say thank you so much for stopping by and listening in to the Essentially You podcast. On the upcoming episode next Tuesday, I'm bringing on my dear friend, Dr. Anna Kabeka. Oh, I love Dr. Anna so much. She's been on the show before, and we are going to be sharing the lowdown on our hormones and how to get your mojo back in menopause. So today, we talked a lot about estrogen dominance and perimenopause. Next week, we're going to be talking about menopause. So I'm excited for you to join us. I know you're going to love this conversation, and I look forward to seeing you then.